Hey, Jason Mark here. There's nothing like summer for losing yourself in a good book under a shady tree or, in my case, next to a cranked up AC. And do you know my colleague and friend Greta Johnson? She likes to call herself WBEZ's resident book nerd. Greta hosts the super cool Nerd Ed podcast where she talks to authors, musicians, scientists, and more. So when Curious City got a question from a listener that combined books, sci-fi, and libraries, well, we knew Greta was the perfect person to help us out. First, let's meet our question asker. Hey, my name is Andy Kukowski. I live in Chicago. I've been here for about 10 years now. Hey, Andy. Thanks for writing in. Now, I don't want to reveal too much about Andy and his question right this second. Just remember it has something to do with hunting down books you might like to read and, well, I'm going to let Greta take over and give you the whole story right after this. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Greta here. So Andy is a huge sci-fi fan. He says one of his absolute favorites is Adrian Tchaikovsky's Children of Time. What is it that you love about this genre? Yeah, um, within sci-fi, there's all these sub-genres. I think there's something there for everybody. You know, there's the space opera, the dystopian post-apocalyptic thing, time travel, the Martha Wells, this murder bot diaries, right? Like humor in sci-fi. To find out what books he might like, Andy says he's got some tricks. He reads the New York Times book review, he follows authors he likes, and he Googles stuff. Then he looks up the books at his local library branch, and somehow they are always already in the Chicago Public Library system. Even if they're not out yet, they're there. It may sound surprising, but these very specific kinds of sci-fi books, like space operas and futurist dystopian stuff, they are ready for him to add himself to the wait list. And that gets to his question. How does this work? I'm imagining this like bureaucratic committee where there's one person in charge of each genre of literature that's, you know, arguing and debating which books go on order and which libraries they go to, which maybe is, you know, just me being a nerd. Because there's some algorithm that's deciding for the library which books get ordered and how many copies. Or is there really a sci-fi guardian angel out there who's getting these books for me and the books that I'm deciding that I want to read myself, which again are kind of specific, they're always there on order. Is, is there somebody that I need to be thanking out there? I love this question so much. I have a feeling it's a real human and we're going to do our best to find them for you. Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. This is a great question. And as you can imagine, I could not wait to get to the bottom of it. I was ready to take some time to do deep research, but as someone with a shocking number of librarian friends, this quest turned out to be exquisitely simple because the person I'm looking for is called a collection curator. So yeah, Kelly, are are you Andy's sci-fi guardian angel? I, I am one of them, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he is correct. There is a person behind um, the magic, uh, so to speak. <laughs> 
Meet Kelly Griffin. She works downtown at Harold Washington Library, and she has been doing this job for almost 20 years. I read about books pretty much all day long or write about them. So, yeah, I mean, I couldn't find something more fulfilling maybe than than what I'm doing right now. Are you a sci-fi fan yourself or are you just really good at keeping up with stuff because that is literally your job? Uh, I would say the latter. And not that I don't like sci-fi, but I'm a dabbler more than um, sure a real fan. That's allowed. That's okay. Even if it's not her favorite genre, Kelly does order a lot of the sci-fi for CPL. Like lots of people in the book world, she's often reading and researching books that come out several months from now. She reads industry review publications like Kirkus. She gets emails from publishers. Kelly's job involves a lot of moving parts. There are giant spreadsheets, and of course, there are budgets. In general, Chicago Public Library has several million dollars budgeted each year for print books. Last year, that worked out to about 250,000 books, which would be just over 20,000 books a month. That is a lot to keep track of. Thankfully, Kelly doesn't work alone. Andy was kind of right. There is a committee. Kelly and her coworkers meet once a month to pitch their ideas. Do those ever get contentious? Uh, I'm picturing just like a room full of librarians getting real fired up about which book to pick. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it does sometimes. <laughs> we all have bias and uh, people that we really love. And so, yeah, it can get a little personal. <laughs> Often, what they disagree about is the number of copies to order of certain books, because that involves a lot of guesstimation. And sometimes they get it wrong. Kelly told me about how a couple of years ago she got a copy of the Paula Hawkins book, The Girl on the Train. She read an advanced copy and thought it was pretty meh, so she didn't order that many for the library. That's one she was pretty wrong about. The Girl on the Train was extremely popular. In fact, it was actually turned into a movie with Emily Blunt. Kelly said she and her coworkers also get input from other librarians. The branches themselves have money, so they can make informed decision-making based on what they're hearing from their patrons, or if there's a particular interest in a community regarding something, they might have a better handle on it because they're kind of out in the field, so to speak. All right, don't go anywhere, because later on, you're going to hear the Curious City team's summer reading picks. And Greta talks with one of those branch librarians. That's next. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. We really wanted to hear about what the book selection process is like from someone who's based in a neighborhood library. And we found a librarian who works on the city's near west side. My name is Migdalia Jimenez. Everybody calls me Dali. Um, I am a librarian at Chicago Public Library, uh, specifically the branch manager of Mabel Manning Branch. Dolly says she puts in orders for books, new and old, four times a year. We get this massive Excel sheet 
we get a budget for that quarter and then we get to choose from that Excel list what we are buying for that quarter. Now, some of the stuff in there is new stuff and some other stuff is what we call um, backlists or stuff that you would want to replace. For example, um, classics are really big, including sci-fi classics. Say that your copy of Dune is like super torn up because it's been circulating really well for the last 10 years. You would deselect that and then put it on your order for that quarter. I hope none of this stuff is like boring librarian stuff. The boring librarian stuff is kind of what we're here for. And in her own way, Dolly is also Andy's guardian angel. I am a huge sci-fi fan. <laughs> so every branch that I've worked in, including outside of Chicago Public Library, I've worked um, at LaGrange Public Library for a couple years. Every library I've worked at, I have my little list of what I consider sci-fi classics that I check to see, does this library currently own them? And if they don't, I immediately place an order for them because I, from what my understanding as a librarian is, we need to have this for the public. And because Dolly interacts with patrons at her branch a lot, she has a really good sense of what people in that neighborhood like to read. People really like um, memoirs at Mabel Manning Branch, uh, memoirs and biographies of famous folks, especially um, African-American celebrities. And they really like um, urban fiction is a huge one. After all, it's a library. Dolly and Kelly have lots of data at their disposal. There's still some element of fortune telling, though. Luckily, Steve Spazzato, Kelly's boss, says there's lots of room for error. The wonderful thing about our job is that, okay, we do our best to get it right early, but if we don't, we can always buy more copies. You know, I'm always reassuring stuff. It's never too late. Uh, I mean, generally speaking, until a book goes out of print, it's never too late. So a big part of the job that we have is to keep an eye on demand and make sure that people aren't waiting in line too long for their books. So when we see demand spiking, you know, we turn around as fast as we can and order more copies. So being responsive to demand is a big part of what we do. It's a complicated process. Probably the best compliment we can get is if no one ever even thinks about what we do. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just running that beautifully. <laughs> yeah, because it's running smoothly and everyone's getting what they want. So with all this information in hand, we called up Andy one more time to tell him what we found. Yeah, no, I mean, that's really interesting. Again, I wasn't really sure. I imagine there was a, a council of librarians out there, as I said. But yeah, it's interesting to know. Thank you for investigating that. It's funny because Kelly said sometimes it does get a little contentious. But when we followed up on that, she didn't <laughs> offer any details. Okay, yeah. Better, better kept within the council, I guess. Awesome. Do you have any requests for coming up? You know, there's a couple new Adrian Tchaikovsky books coming out this fall. He's pumping them out unbelievably quickly. But yeah, the third uh, third book in the Children of Time series is coming out this fall. So I'll be the first one with that one on hold for sure. Kelly, thank you so much for looking out for me and for making sure I have the books I need when I need them. Kelly says it's all part of a day's work. It's great to know that the work that we're doing is... Um, has impact. You know, I'm happy that Andy is able to like go into our catalog two months beforehand and find the book that he wants. And he trusts that it's probably going to be there because we're, that means we're doing our job for Andy and the rest of the people in Chicago and makes us feel great. And if a book isn't at the library that you think really should be, 
Dolly and her colleagues want to know. If you have a book that you want on the shelf or that you're happy that we have on the shelf or you want, you know, hey, you only have this third one, but you don't have the first or second in the series or whatever, talk to us. Like we love to have that interaction with people because we do have the power over the collection and we want to be able to make it best for the people who are using it. Hope you enjoyed that very nerdy peek behind the paper curtain. (laughs) This episode was produced by Greta Johnson. She's reading Easy Beauty by Chloe Cooper Jones. We also had a ton of production help from Nerdette's Anna Bauman this week. She's reading Trust by Hernan Diaz. It was edited by Brandon Banizak. He's reading River of the Gods by Candace Millard. And Kate Cahan, who's reading Iggy Peck Architect. It was mixed by me, Jason Mark, and I'm reading Breakfast of Champions by Kurt Vonnegut. Maggie Civet is Curious City's digital and engagement producer who's reading Cuba and American History by Ada Ferrer. Our reporter is Adriana Cardona-Magigat. She's reading Existential Psychotherapy by Irvin Yalom. And that sounds like some light reading. Curious City is supported by the Conan Family Foundation. If you're not subscribed to Curious City, hit that subscribe button now. And if you haven't checked out the Nerdette podcast, you totally should. Like Curious City, it's available wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Stay cool and we'll catch you back here next week. Before we start the show, we here at Curious City want to let you in on a little known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support, including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program at wbez.org slash curious. Thank you.